Hello and welcome to Being Boss, episode number 70, live from Miami. <laughs> this episode is brought to you by FreshBooks Cloud Accounting, Basecamp, and Acuity Scheduling. Being boss in work and life is being in it. It's being who we are, doing the work, breaking some rules, and even though we each have to do it on our own, being boss is knowing we're in it together. We are so excited to have FreshBooks here in Miami with us. In fact, they hooked us up with a yacht to party on. But you guys, FreshBooks isn't all just fun and games. It's actually legit accounting software that helps creative entrepreneurs focus on what they're best at and not really worry so much about all the accounting and admin stuff. One thing that I really love about FreshBooks is that whenever I'm out on trips like this, I'm able to use the app to track my expenses, and I can also check out who's paying the bills while I'm out. So you guys, try FreshBooks for free for 30 days by going to freshbooks.com slash beingboss and enter beingboss in the how did you hear about us section. Again, I cannot reiterate how much I love FreshBooks and how much they help me every single day be the boss that I want to be. You guys, Being Boss has grown so much over the last year, and we couldn't have done it without you guys and our sponsors. And Emily and I, whenever we were thinking about what we wanted to talk about today, decided if we had to record another episode one after all this time, what would we say now? So this is kind of um, like, what do we have to say about being boss and what does that actually mean? And we actually have a little bit of structure behind every episode where we are always hitting on the boss mindset, boss habits and routines, setting boundaries, cultivating your creative pack, and living the boss life. So we're going to go into each one of those topics a little bit more and talk about like kind of our points of views that have risen to the top in each of those categories. So number one is boss mindset. And for us, boss mindset is about getting your head in the right place to make the right decisions and to do the work. Because being boss isn't going to happen unless your head's in the right place. Um, so Kathleen, oh, <laughs> thoughts about boss mindset? Well, I think that there are two things that really comes to top of mind for me whenever it comes to getting in the right boss mindset. Um, first is facing fear like a boss. And for as much as we talk about goal setting and living the dream, there is something about looking your fear in the face and seeing what it is. I think that, okay, so we talk about the ideal day, right? If you had to write down the shittiest day ever, like what is the worst day what does that look like? And sometimes by defining what we really don't want and what a really awful day would look like, it will actually help us figure out what an ideal day might look like. So once you can really recognize what your worst fears are, what, or even just like what a terrible day looks like, I think that then you're able to say, okay, if my terrible day includes waking up with anxiety or it includes not wanting to look at my bank account, or being scared of money issues. Um, whatever your worst day looks like, don't let those fears in the driver's seat of how you make decisions in your business. But I was recently reading Elizabeth Gilbert's book, 
Big Magic. If you guys haven't read it, she basically said everything about fear and creativity that I've ever wanted to say. But one of the things that I really like that she said, I think I got it from her, is, okay, recognize your fear and then let it take a back seat. So you're not trying to just get rid of it altogether. You're just trying to let it be a backseat driver, and you're like, no, I know where I'm going. So you're the boss. You're in the front seat. And then the other thing is making decisions like a boss. And um, I really consider this one of my superpowers. I think that the ability to make decisions and just move forward with it is the only reason why I've gotten any sort of success, however I might define that, in my career um, of being a boss. But recently, you guys know, I have a little two-year-old boy, and since having him, I was a little bit plagued with indecision. And I was like, oh my god, this is what analysis paralysis feels like. Because the act of keeping him alive is so important to me that I just don't, I don't want to make a bad decision around it. So I finally started to understand what that fear for creatives looks like. And this is also what I love about being a mom and how it's helped my creative business is that it's given me so much compassion. And one thing that a piece of advice I got recently whenever it comes to motherhood that totally applies to your business is to pretend as if every single day, every decision you made was the right decision. And just see what that feels like. It feels pretty good. Like, okay, I'm going to let my kid eat jelly beans for breakfast, and this is the right decision. There's a lot of context around it that people might not understand, but it was the right decision for the time. So even not so great decisions, if you can commit to them and move forward, you are in a boss mindset to not let fear in the driver's seat. So those are like probably my two big mindset things. Love them. So I have two as well. My first one is being positive and hand-in-hand being helpful. So bosses are not Debbie Downers. I have worked with and hung out with plenty of creatives in my day, plenty of people who want to start businesses online and off, and those who just inherently or maybe even just work for having a positive attitude are the ones that go significantly farther than those who are consistently down on themselves and others. So having a positive attitude about as many things as you possibly can will, one, push you further, and two, make it easier to be positive about everything else as you move forward. So don't be a Debbie Downer. Be positive and uplifting to others, because if you are positive, you are helping people even if you don't realize it. There are plenty of us out here who are dealing with our own internal demons and our own negativity, and in some cases, sincere depression and, you know, sometimes a little deep in-dish. But sometimes just what did sm- you say? What? deep, like going off the deep end. Me making up. Oh, words, deep in dish. I was like, are you talking about pizza right now? <laughs> <laughs> yes. I'm so hungry. No. One of you, someone positive. here, someone here was like, Kathleen, you talk about food on every podcast. <laughs> Dasha. Yes, she does. She's, she's the hungriest person I've ever met. <laughs> ever met. It's mind blowing to me. So deep dish pizza and getting over, like, getting over your own negativity and being a positive person, pizza will help you do that sometimes. 
sometimes. Amen. Um, <laughs> can help you. Can help you help others. Um, we recently moved to a hard part of town in Chattanooga. And one of the things that I have found most helpful for my general well-being and what I hope is the uplifting of our neighborhood is smiling at people when I walk down the street, waving at people when I walk by and they're on their front porch. Those small acts can change everything. So one of my core boss boss mindsets is being positive and therefore, even if you don't realize it, realize it helping others. And then on the flip side of that, being boss is also about not taking shit. <laughs> so all of us are, in this room at least, are pretty creative people. Um, most of us are women, and most of us have dealt with shit in our lives. And I think that there are too many instances where we are instilled with this like understanding that we have to take some level of shit. And you don't. I think that real bosses know how to stand up for themselves when the time is right. Um, so those are my two. Don't when are, take when shit. do you not take shit? Can we talk about that? I never here? take shit. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Emily and I were talking the other day. Um, I don't know. We were feeling proud of ourselves. And I feel like that's something that we're conditioned against. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you know what? The most, like, badass, boss, rebellious thing that we could do right now is like ourselves. Like, yeah, right? Like, yeah. Let's get it. So um, I think that getting in the boss mindset means liking yourself. Yeah, and all of you. And I think that comes, that brings it all around. It's, it's owning the decisions that you make. It's facing the fears, because we all have them, but it's facing them and dealing with them. It's getting over the negative shit that's going on and staying positive and helping others, but also not taking shit. Hmm. Ready? Yeah. All right. Number two, boss habits and routines. You go first. Will do. So the basis for me of boss habits and routines is knowing your priorities. So if you're getting up every morning and you're Netflixing immediately, you don't really have your priorities in line. And then you wonder why you're staying unproductive and why you're not happy with your day-to-day life and why you're not getting the shit done that you need to reach your goals. I'm just... (laughs) I'm just trying to look good. Priorities. Um... (laughs) Boss number three tip, know your priorities. (laughs) Because priorities really are the foundation for... Oh, wait, that really is on your... (laughs) (laughs) It is. Priorities are important. Yeah. Right? Yes, 100%. (laughs) I just... So you set up your priorities. You know what's important to you. You know what the thing is that you need to do the first thing every day and the thing you want to do every day or the thing you need to do once a week to be a happy, productive person. And you plan your life around those things. So often Kathleen and I get get asked the question of how do I how do I do the things that are important to me? How do I work on my business? How do I make self-care a priority? You make it a priority. And then you plan everything else around those key items that are the most important to your ongoing life, happiness, and bossness. 
Um, so yeah, I think what I have to say about that fits right in with Emily and Whenever I was brainstorming what we were going to talk about today, I thought, well, I could tell them to schedule everything and put it in their calendar, but you guys have heard me say this a million times. So then I thought, okay, how do you actually do this? So I have an exercise for you all and for our listeners. I want you guys to write down in your notebooks three to five things that you really value in your life and your business, and I want you to get really specific about what it is that you would go to battle for. So really think about those values from a place of, I would throw down for this. So while you guys are doing this, we tried getting a new editor, like outsourcing it, because we're like, Corey's busy doing like the thing he's actually good at. And then I couldn't do it. I was like, I don't even know. Like, this guy doesn't know me, whoever's editing our podcast. I can't do it. We didn't even know who it was. We didn't know who it was. And I was like, I feel so shy right now talking to Mm -hmm. someone that's not Corey. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So three to five things that you really value in your life and business. And now I want you to list three to five things that you spend the most time doing. And I don't want you to overthink it. I just want you to get a broad picture of your day and think of like what comes to the top. So for me, when I was thinking through this emailing came to the top of mind for me. And it's like, that's not really my value. And so I was able to start to see a disconnect. So recently, I was like in a funk. And I was at my house, and I was looking around, and I thought, I have too much stuff. I have too much clutter in here. I need to get rid of it. My sister is like a devout Marie Kondo follower. (laughs) Do you guys know it? The Marie method. Of like where you hold every single thing in your hand and you're like, does it bring me joy? I was like, I don't time. So I asked Tara to come over. I was like, I need you to give me a consultation on how to Marie Kondo my house. I don't want to read the book though. (laughs) So, So she comes over with her glass of wine and she sits down and she's like, okay, here's what you need to do. And I was like, and she was like, okay, you know what? You don't need to Marie Kondo your house. You need to focus on like what you actually value. And your shoes are in the middle of the floor. You do not value getting organized. It's fine. Do some things that you really care about, like writing a newsletter or periscoping. She actually told me washing my face, but then thought it sounded mean. She's like, focus on washing your face. <laughs> She's like, I didn't mean that in a bad way. <laughs> So I get really excited about the things that my friends are doing and the things that my friends value, and then I want to start taking it on as my value. So Tara's really good at organizing. I go to her house, and I'm like, why can't I be good at organizing? And instead, I need to look at my list of the things I value, and instead of spending time doing things that other people value, so not even in like a negative way, because I love all the stuff that everyone else is doing. I just really need to focus on what I'm best at. So part of your homework here is to look at your list of values, and I literally want you to schedule time, because I will always go back to scheduling time for the things that you value into your calendar. But hopefully what this list does is it helps you actually see, okay, what are some actions I can take around these values that I can literally put into my day? And whether that's weekly, daily, monthly, or yearly to commit actions and behaviors to the things that will support your values is up to you. So I have some things daily, I have some things weekly, some things yearly. 
Kathleen and I served some boss truth to our Miami crowd for this episode. You'll hear a little later where community falls into line with what we believe being boss really means. For me, I like to schedule FaceTime with my online friends and creative colleagues to stay connected to my pack and moving forward with collaborations, friendships, and fruitful business relationships. How do I schedule this time without adding more tasks to my already bossed out to-do list? Acuity Scheduling. I send over a link, they pick a time on my calendar that suits them, and done. They get autoresponders that reminds them, and Acuity automatically syncs the scheduled meeting to my calendar. Boss time scheduled. Now I just have to show up with a cocktail in hand, ready to gab it out. Speaking of cocktails, Being Boss Miami would not have been the same without the support of Acuity Scheduling, always down to buy our bosses a drink. This time it was wine on the beach under a breathtaking full moon. The best. Thank you to Acuity for supporting us and our community. From boss vacations to one-on-one FaceTime with my online homies, you make it happen without wearing me out. Schedule clients and business besties without sacrificing your soul. Sign up for a free 60-day trial of Scheduling Sanity at acuityscheduling.com slash beingboss. Now, let's get back at it. Um, so we've talked about, about boss mindset and boss habits and routines. Now, number three, and that's setting boundaries. Because you can have the boss mindset and you can have your priorities all lined up so that you're developing these habits. Um, but then you need to set the boundaries so that all those things sort of work together, not in a confining space, but in a place that will give you enough structure to be a productive human. Um, because as creatives and as entrepreneurs who work from home and do whatever we want at noon or any time of day, sometimes it can get really easy for us to get sort of lost in the freedom of what we've created for ourselves. But if you can create boundaries for yourself, and not super confining boundaries, but boundaries that will assist you to sort of stay in the groove without getting out of control is how you set yourself up to really stay boss. So what are some of your boundary setting? Well, like my boundary setting comes around knowing what to say yes to and what to say no to, especially as being bosses growing. And we're so grateful for that. We're getting a lot of opportunities coming our way, and I really want to say yes to everything. And so I'm really having to figure out what to say yes to and what to say no to. And whenever I look back from the moment I began, I wish I had had some criteria about what to say yes to and what to say no to so I could have grown in a more focused way. I mean, I feel pretty focused, but a lot of people ask, how do you find focus? And I think that setting boundaries is a great way to do that. So whenever it comes down to the courses that I buy, the projects that I want to create, the gigs that I speak at, even down to the clothes that I put on that day, I have some certain criteria. Um, And I'll let you know what those are. But first, I I ask a lot of creative, successful people how they set boundaries and how they know what to say yes or no to. It's kind of a topic that I'm a little obsessed with right now. And so I asked our boss boyfriend, Paul Jarvis, what he does. Like, how does he set boundaries? And he was like, if it's not a hell yes, 
it's a no. He's like, it's, I'm like so shy. I'm like, I can't say the F word in front of all of you. (laughs) I mean, it's just Emily. I'm like, okay, so (laughs) that's, uh, that's Paul's criteria. And I was like, yes, like I fully stood behind that. And then it came to decision-making time. And I was like, is this a hell yes? I don't even know. So (laughs) I started to break it down into a few guiding questions I started asking myself. So I want to share a few of those with you. The first question is, does this support my clarity of purpose? And if you guys are freaking out like, oh my God, I don't know what my clarity of purpose is, stay tuned because this is something that I've been thinking a lot about and I want to have future podcasts or workshops around Um, but for now, look at the values and themes that rise to the top over your lifetime. So we just created a list, but I want you to think about themes that have risen to the top of who you are throughout your whole life. And whenever I did this for myself, it became clear that my higher purpose is being who I am 100% of the time and helping others do the same. And even saying that out loud (laughs) feels really, um, almost like, broad and generic, but it's what really came to the top. So now, especially whenever I'm asked to speak or give an interview, I know that if my message doesn't authentically align with being who you are or with the event itself, then I'm probably not a good fit and I say no. Um, Another question that I've started asking myself a lot lately that will maybe help you guys as well is, will this make me feel more like myself? I think part of what makes um, decision-making really hard sometimes is that we are complex and evolving people, and our interests change. Our expertise deepens. You know, our sphere of work may even widen. We start making new friends with different values, and we want a little bit of that too. So sometimes whenever I'm thinking about creating a new product or, gosh, like even buying a new outfit or getting a new haircut, cutting all my dreadlocks off, I ask myself, will this make me feel more like myself? And if the answer is yes, I do it. Um, The final question is, and the first two questions were a little bit more emotional, um, but the last question is what makes us boss, and it is, how will I be compensated? So whenever I have to make a decision about what to say yes to and what to say no to, I ask, how will I be compensated? Now, for us, being boss is about making a living, doing what you love. Um, But that includes compensation. And even whenever I launched this podcast with Emily, um, I did know that it would support my clarity of purpose. And I knew that it would help me feel more like myself to have a really candid way to share and use my voice. But I wasn't sure how I would be compensated. And that's when I realized compensation isn't always about cash, necessarily. I was being compensated kind of on a soul level. I was doing work that I was really actually passionate about. Um, But there are times whenever it comes to saying yes or no that I need to be compensated with cold, hard cash. So keep that in mind, bosses. How are you going to be compensated? Um, It doesn't always need to come down to money, but it is a question that you always need to ask yourself. Man. All right. So I have a couple couple points in terms of setting boundaries as well. And one or my main one really sort of wraps all of this up in this idea of creating policies for yourself. 
And you don't have to think of them as policies. I like to use that because we're all business people and we know what a policy is. But you can think of them as just sort of guidelines for how you want to live your life or whatever word you need to use to make yourself feel better about it. <laughs> but creating policies for yourself is really important for setting boundaries that you can work within and be productive and creative and still happy with what you're doing in your life. And you can split these up into multiple little categories. You can have, you know, your business policies, and these can be internal policies with how you how you want to work. Let's say, for example, I do not take meetings on Thursdays. Like, that is a boundary that I've set for myself internally in my business so that I can be productive at least one day a week. And then you can also have client-facing as well. And these are are policies that you set up so that you can have really dreamy engagements with your clients or customers so that they realize how boss you are too. Um, we do go into these businesses wanting to work how we want to work, but if we don't define that for ourselves and for the people that we're working with, you're not going to work the way you want to work. So creating these boundaries within how you do business internally and externally is super key to create the business that makes you happy. And then you can also create boundaries within your own like home and family life. So one of ours, like David and I certainly mix home and business quite a lot. We do not talk business at the dinner table. Like that is a pretty hard rule. Is that true? <laughs> David's, David's nodding. Yes, yes, it's true. yes, it is. And if it ever comes up, it's like we'll either address it super quickly, which is usually not the case, or uh-uh, we're going to talk about that afterwards. Setting those boundaries, but also communicating them, sending those expectations to the people who have to follow them as well, or that can help hold you accountable for keeping them in place is really important. If you keep all of your policies in your own little brain, no one knows how to help you be your best boss self. So communicate those expectations, those boundaries, those policies with the people who you interact with so that they can help you be the boss you need to be. And it feels more complicated than it is. So... There have been times whenever, um, I mean, for one, Emily blocks off in her calendar no meetings on Thursdays. So even if I forget and I see a huge open window in her calendar, I'm like, oh, we could do this on Thursday. And I'm like, oh, no, no, no client meetings or no meetings at all on Thursdays. Um, Recently, Tara and I are working on a project together for Braid, and she said, hey, can I schedule this, like, recording session over your workout on Tuesday and Thursday mornings. And I was like, "Mm, no. And it's the kind of thing that usually we would be like, well, yeah, I guess I could not work out that day. But it's my policy that I'm working out on Tuesday and Thursday mornings. And guess what? It's fine. We found other spaces in our schedule. So again, this goes back to me sometimes creating literal boundaries in my calendar helps hold me accountable to my own yeses and nos and the things that I want to be doing. Well, and then I also want to follow this up with the flip side, where the beauty of working for yourself and creating a business in life that you want to live is that sometimes you break your own damn rules. (laughs) So know that there are times when it's okay to throw your policies to the wind. More often than not, you should not, but sometimes you have to. For example, I'm out all week this week to be here in Miami 
Next week, I'm taking meetings on Thursdays because there are some clients that I need to catch up with. As soon as next week is over, I will be back on my no Thursday schedule, but I knew that to keep my clients happy and to give myself a productive work week in terms of the client work that I do, I needed to take meetings on Thursday, and it wasn't an issue to have to do it. You have to know when to make the right decisions to break the boundaries that you create to help you be more boss, because sometimes that is exactly what you need to do. All right. So our next, what we call pillar of being boss is cultivating your creative wolf pack. So making friends is pretty boss. It is, it is. So I think that so many of us start these online businesses and I'm about to use the word that I hate more than anything. Like a lot of us are introverts where, you know, part of us not enjoying the corporate environment or working for and with other people was, is the draining quality that we get from being around so many other people. But that doesn't mean that you can hide behind your computer all day, every day, and not make friends. As a human, you still need connections with other humans. So for us, part of being a boss, it's not just about working and it's not just about living the life that you want to live. It's about connecting with people who can support you in doing all the things that you could ever hope and dream to do. And sometimes that's supporting in terms of partnering up to do collaborations, and sometimes it's supporting just in terms of having some face-to-face time so that you remember why it is that you're doing what you're doing. Having Girl Gab Fest over Skype is one of my favorite things to do, and making time for those connections will make you more boss. If I had sat behind my computer and never reached out to any of the gal pals and other bosses that I now have, none of you would be here. So it's really important to make cultivating your wolf pack, cultivating that close-knit tribes or tribe of people who get you, like that is really a sincere essence of being boss. Yeah, I totally agree. And whenever we went to New Orleans in October, it was so magical. And Miami has like reaffirmed that these face-to-face connections are everything. Um, I, I wholeheartedly believe that relationships and connections are the meaning of life. Like, what is the point of doing this if we're doing it alone? Um, I know a lot of us are solopreneurs and like working by ourselves, but we've got to have friends. We've got to have meaningful connections and conversations because that's what it's all about. That's what it's all about. Amen. (laughs) (laughs) All right. And then finally, all of it is about just living a boss life. So yesterday, I had you guys fill out a note card at the beginning of our master class. And for our listeners, um, I had everyone write down on pen and paper on a note card. And I recommend that you do the same. Um, One, how much money do you want to make? And it was so funny because we had just done this really beautiful breathing exercise with Tish Tate. And so I bet you guys thought we were about to get deep and I was going to be like, what's like one core value that came up? (laughs) No, no, I want to know how much money you want to make. How much money do you want to make? And everyone here yesterday was like, you mean like this year or next year? I'm like, how much money will make you feel boss right now? (laughs) So just write it down. Um, What else did we ask? 
We asked, how much money do you want to make? Oh, how many hours a day do you want to be working? We asked one big life goal. So write down one big life goal and one big business goal. And then finally, a yes. How do you want to feel along the way? And the answers to all of those questions are what help you define what it means for you to be boss. And that's what it's all about. So whenever I look at my life goals, it's about kind of this freedom to travel, to get to define what work looks like for me. The fact that this is my job right now, my mind is blown. Like the fact that it was our job last night to dance on a yacht, <laughs> thanks to FreshBooks Cloud Accounting, uh, all night long with 50 other bosses. I don't, yeah, we're pretty lucky. I'll take it. I'll take it too. <laughs> Well, and for me, living the boss life comes down to defining balance. So we talk a lot about work-life balance, and I don't think that work-life balance is like this even kilter thing that never moves. Like sometimes work is a little more of what you're focusing on than life. Sometimes it's the exact opposite. I think, though, that the, the boss element in that is defining it and reaching it at whatever point in life and business you are at and maintaining it until things shift, and then shifting with it. So any given month, really, and me working with, with David, my life and business partner, it, this makes it really easy because we're able to have these conversations on a like daily basis, but also weekly and monthly and quarterly. Like, you know, what are we focusing on this month? And, you know, if it's landscaping, then it may be a little less work. Or if it's launching a couple of client projects, then it's going to be more work than it is life. And it's the point is defining it and knowing what we're working towards in terms of the balance of life and work that allows us to really focus on living a boss life that is both of these things. And we're building life businesses. We're building, we're building these, these um, avenues of revenue <laughs> that can... I like that. Right? Avenues of revenue that, that we get to like create our life around. And I think that... I, I don't think that it is creating a consistent, even balance between the two. But I do think it is being mindful of how you define that for yourself in any given moment and working towards it. I agree. Glad to hear <laughs> well, I was just thinking about, for me, sometimes I get really caught up in the comparison trap whenever like, I'll look at Marie Forleo's new website and I'm like, ugh. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. And then I'm all jealous, and I'm like, am I doing it wrong? And then I have to remind myself to look at my own note card. My vision of success does not necessarily look like Marie Forleo's, and that is okay. So again, defining what your boss life looks like for you is so important, and keep your eyes on your price. And going back to that question of how are you compensated you know, maybe I'm not making a million dollars, but the compensation is rich. I mean, we're in Miami right now. Um, and that's awesome. I mean, you know, and there's things like that all the time, like how many hours a day I want to work. Remembering that that's compensation to only have to work four, five, six, seven, however many hours you want to work in a day. Um, so that's compensation too. So Look at your boss life, look at how you define success, and look at how you're being compensated even more than just money. But money is good, too. That's good. <laughs> 
So yeah, those are what we have developed into what we call unofficially or officially? Unofficially. Unofficially. Unofficially, the five boss pillars. And these are the these are the themes that we try to bring really to everything that we do. And as we connect with bosses, you guys here in person, the bosses in New Orleans, we miss all of you that did not come. Um, and any of the others that we get to connect with, either in the clubhouse, um, in the Facebook group, or people who send us emails, like these are the items: boss mindset, boss habits and routines, setting boundaries cultivating your wolf pack and living the boss life. It's these items that make someone boss. If you're missing any of these, you're almost there, but get them in place and you'll have it. Mm-hmm. All right. Real quick. I want to thank our swag partners. So you guys got your totes yesterday and your coffee mugs today. Mm-hmm. Let's thank our folks. We'll do. Do you so, want to do like every other one? Yeah, sure. Okay, okay. All right, so totes came from, I just want totes. Totes. Totes got totes. <laughs> <laughs> totes came We just got like eight unfollows from you saying totes. No, <laughs> fine. Totes. Ah. Um, <laughs> I'm like, no, don't go. She didn't mean to say totes. <laughs> You said totes first. Just I was talking it. about tote bags. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so our really rad totes came from Amy Koretsky. Thank you. And, and Amy is getting married, like, in five weeks. She's wearing a fluffy veil on her head right now. And her man, her man printed them for us. But really via Amy Koresky. They wouldn't be here without you. <laughs> um, you guys are being kept fed with your kind snacks from Kind Bars. So thank you, Kind. Mm-hmm. You guys got some, some freeness from Todoist. Um, Loaf and Puddle created some really cute cards. I can't say it on, well, it's Woo Woo AF. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag. Hashtag woo-woo AF. So cute. Mm-hmm. We also want to thank Basecamp for helping make this happen. Those folks are rad. Mm-hmm. Mandy Thompson Art. She had that abstract piece in the totes. Very cool. We also got some cool greeting cards from Made by Betty B. Um, FreshBooks got us a yacht. <laughs> <laughs> And as always, we really appreciate their support every time. Um, you guys got a free recipe in your bag from Stephanie Stiavetti, mac and cheese queen. Our resident foodie. <laughs> um, acuity scheduling, as always. They're so supportive of being boss and... Always down to buy us drinks. Mm. <laughs> we, yeah. <laughs> We also got some really cool magnets from Rebecca Graves Pottery. Um, Our fellow boss here, Flora Pothecary, she gave us some sea salt hairspray. Do you have it in your hair? I'm wearing it today. (laughs) Also, special thanks to Tisha Tate for helping us breathe. Mm -hmm. Magic. Mm. Someone was asking Tish what she does, and she was like this. <laughs> this, this is what I do. 
Um, Hardware Mary. Beautiful jewels. <laughs> yeah, beautiful jewels. I feel like we've had like eight photo shoots. Everyone's like... And there's more to come. Yes. You guys also got tea in your mugs from Ginger Tonic Botanicals. And let's talk about those mugs. Erica Dillon, Lunar Creative. She did the hand lettering on our mugs this year. It's so awesome. It says, I am being boss. You guys also got rad earrings from Aspera Jewelry. Um, and I think, I think that's it. I hope we didn't miss anyone. If not, we'll add it again. Okay, we'll add it again. <laughs> we'll also add in all of our sponsor ads, Corey, later. <laughs> all right. Thanks, you guys. Rallying people around a project and keeping everyone on the same page is so tough, and it's easy to make it harder than it really needs to be. Using multiple products, chatting constantly, sending a ton of emails, it makes things that much more complicated. You don't know what's official, you don't know who's what's seeing what, you don't know when things are signed off on. It can be a total mess. So check out Basecamp, where you'll have everything you need neatly organized in one place. It's a calmer, more peaceful way to work. For 12 years and running, over 100,000 companies have adopted the Basecamp way of working. Not just tried, but signed up and said yes, and never looked back. There is nothing else quite like Basecamp. Try it out for free by going to Basecamp.com. Thank you for listening to Being Boss. Please be sure to visit our website at beingboss.club where you can find show notes for this episode, listen to past episodes, and discover more of our content that will help you be boss in work and life. Did you like this episode? Please share it with a friend and show us some love by leaving a rating and review on iTunes. And if you're looking for a community of bosses to help take your creative business to the next level, be sure to check out our exclusive community at beingboss.club clubhouse where you get access to our closed and very vibrant Slack group, monthly Q&A calls with Kathleen and myself, a book club, and more. Cultivate your tribe and find your wolf pack at beingboss.club clubhouse. Do the work, be boss, and we'll see you next week. All right, let's do this thing. Corey, we're beginning now. <laughs> One, two. Wait, no. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, we, we usually have to count to like sync up our, our audio, but with one mic, you don't have to do that. Don't get me going. <laughs> I just wanted to see if you would do it. Do the work. Be boss. Yeah, do the music too. I forget. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> <laughs> Not quite. You'll get it next time.